and welcome to Retrotainment. I'm back again with my co-host, Capital C, Capital O, Greg. How are you doing, buddy? What's happening, homie? Ah, nothing much, nothing much. We're continuing on with our um, action August films. Um, this what, a week, play, what a play on words. <laughs> yeah, this week, uh, we move on to one of the, I suppose it's technically a superhero film. Um, is it? Is it? An, I'd say more an anti-hero uh, sci-fi mm, action. Yeah, but I suppose that's what all. Well, not all superheroes, it, but all a lot of superhero stuff falls into that as well. You know, yeah. where it could, it, theoretically it could fall into any kind of subgenre yeah. of a movie. But for anyone who doesn't know, uh, the eagle scene behind me, it's the crow. Um, this is the the scene I have behind me is one of my favorite. The big burning crow that he sets up, it's so good. Do you notice, um, like with that there behind you, obviously we haven't got to that part in the movie because we haven't started, yeah. but uh, they do that in Daredevil as well. Yeah. Where he um, lights the, the thing in the subway. Yeah. That's what I always think of when I see it. I'm like, yeah. yeah it's not, Daredevil it's, tried to do that. They, they, you know, paid homage to the Crow. Um, yeah. Now, sadly, there's a there's more than one Crow film. I've never watched any of the other ones, but apparently they're nowhere near the this. This is the one, yeah. Apparently, all the other ones just are nowhere near the same level. Unfortunately, yeah. um, it's 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 a comic book, like so. You know, it makes sense that there's loads of them. Well, as um, far as I, as far as I knew, Brendan Brendan Lee had signed on to do three of them. So the the movie producers had set up to yeah to go um, with three. Obviously, yeah. obviously, Brendan Lee unfortunately passed away in a freak accident in the filming of this. But yeah. Um, yeah, they have made other ones, but apparently they're just not very good. I've never actually sat down and watched them. I, I should because I've really enjoyed this one. So I think I think I might have seen one of them, but I couldn't tell you what happened. Yeah, but I have a vague recollection of the 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 mask, the face paint, and all that's not Brandon Lee. And I'm like, oh yeah, possibly. I don't know. I I definitely haven't watched them, so I might yeah. have to give them a, a watch at some point. But for this week, we're looking at the original The Crow. Or Man. at least as far as I know, it's the original. Um, nice. Released on the 11th of May, 94. Summer blockbuster. Yeah, big blockbuster. Um, as always, just take a quick look at the rating. So 59 critics gave it 83%. Well, for a movie like this, this is pretty fucking good. That's a good rating for a film like this. And then yeah. an audience score of 90%, which just shows you like how this well movie, received this, this is. This movie is loved. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, like majorly loved. Yeah. Um. Didn't do bad in the box office either. Ninety-four million. I think I'd say a lot. It probably might have got a lot more if it had got more publication. But I think everything was kind of swept under by dimension after what happened. Yeah, um, um, possibly. Um, but th- there's a big cast in this as well. Yeah, sure is. Um, um, obviously, we've had one of the members of the cast is a has been a recurring member. On some of our action films here this month, um, he, he may he may continue. You he, don't know. You'll have to check out in the, the weeks to come. You'll have to check out the other episodes. But he's been a recurring member, and you know he's always the little slime ball. Uh, Patrick Kelly. Yeah. Um. The the police officer in this as well is quite a big actor. It's surprising that he takes such a kind of minor role in a way er, here. Ernie Hudson. Yeah, it's surprising that he takes kind of like I suppose he's a big actor, but also he always is kind of the minor role, isn't he? Yeah, even in Ghostbusters. He is. Yeah, you think of him as in Ghostbusters, he's kind of the fourth member. Yeah, he's, he's the one you forget about, really. Yeah, he's the fourth member, but like he's yeah. still a big name, sort of thing. So, yeah, um, um, I like Ernie Hudson. Uh, obviously, oh yeah, Bra- Brandon Lee. I don't know how big Brandon Lee was at the time. They reckon, well, I know it was his, one of his first major movies. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, were, I don't know how big were, he was. He was very were, good. They were tipping him to be a quality major actor, star, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, I think he would have been based on this anyway. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, the the opening scene for this is great, you know, where they, they have, like, just the, it's panning over the city and they just have the explanation of, you know, the old the, wives' tale of... The crow the, taking you to the... Yeah, the crow takes you to the afterlife, but sometimes something so bad happens that you get brought back to avenge what happened. It's such a good, like, opener. Yeah, oh, yeah. And it's it's a real monotone voice. It's just... It's kind of like, like a child's read, voice. It's, it's it, Yeah, as if it's being read by a computer. Yeah. but like, it's There's like no a, it's emotion a chi- in it. It's a child's voice as well, is the one thing I always notice it as. It's like... Uh, I think it's supposed to be the girl in it, though, isn't it? It's it's a, I think it's Sarah. meant to be Sarah, yeah. 
but um, it's it is it's a child's voice reading it i am um, and it's just as you say it, it, there's no inflictions or anything in the it's just read out it's just, just yeah. read that and don't have any emotion just read it just, just point blank really yeah no yeah. no no change in voice no nothing just yeah but um then we get to the scene where you know what is the real opening scene of the the apartment or loft or whatever they want to call it penthouse in, we'll call it it's in ruins essentially and you know the big circular window is smashed and um, yeah. everything's in the place is all smashed up um police everywhere trying to investigate and they're like jesus this place is a mess and then we see um shelly on the floor with the you know the e- uh like the emts or whatever around yeah, her being like, we need yeah. we need to move her now like yeah and he and just he just gives him the nod he's like right move her um and then obviously he comes down and he there's a he's now a beat cop which is you know just he's on the so, street yeah you're just on the street he's not a detective anymore um yeah, and we come he comes down and the def- the detective on the case says he's like you missed her upstairs he says to the detective and the detective's like just giving it loads and you're like yeah man there's a woman like dying up there why why didn't she take precedence here the, like, the, I understand the, the, you have to protect the scene, but like the she's detective, alive. The detective is a dickhead. Yeah, and you're just like, she's alive. Like, you do need to get her to a hospital. Like, why are you not? Why do you think he's done something wrong here? Yeah, he's just a fucking arsehole. Yeah. And he plays the part very well. He does. He does a very good job of being the, the asshole. Oh. Um, and then we get to see Sarah for the first time. She just comes in on her little skateboard. <laughs> I she, love this. You just see him going in between the two yeah. people. But she skates up to Shelly and Shelly's like, oh, tell, tell Eric to look after her, tell her to look after her. And, you know, yeah. uh, his name, the police Eric. name, it's Ardelect, uh, Alberect, I think. Oh, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure just, exactly how it's pronounced, but. He's just a detective. It's just Ernie. <laughs> yeah, Ernie, just, he's just like, yeah, I'll tell him to look after her. And then he turns to Sarah after Shelly's been put into the ambulance and Shelly's like, or Sarah's like, you lied to her and he's like yeah i had to yeah and then she asks is shelly going to be okay and he says yeah and she says you've lied to me as well you um, dickhead <laughs> and they're like you know we're really sorry about your sister she says, she, oh, she's not my sister her and yeah. eric just look after me all the time yeah and it I'm just mad. shows you that you know like she she's this girl who's out on the street basically all the time and isn't well looked after that these two people have just kind of essentially adopted her but not actually adopted her yeah, actually, when we get a little bit further on, her ma is in a previous episode that we've done as well. She is, yeah. Uh, in, bad, in Bad Boys. Yeah, but it's it's kind of sad for, you know, you see her as, like, she's just kind of, like, she lives in this kind of shitty city. Yeah. And her parents obviously don't look after her, whoever they are at this point, and she's been looked after by two strangers, essentially. Yeah, they bring her in and feed her and whatnot. Yeah. um, But we see that, you know, Eric is obviously dead. We see Shelley dies in the hospital and it pans to one year later. Yeah, I love that though. But like even the opening scene to this, you know, when there's the opening credits, there's no music. It's just yeah. the crow and then it pans Brandon Lee and then the next name. And yeah, that's and it. And I love it. It goes, it's one year later and we see Sarah walking along and she's picking up one flower from every single grave that she walks by because obviously she doesn't have money to, to buy her own stuff. So yeah. she just. She- one flower from every grave and then she leaves a bunch at uh, Shelley's grave and just oh. one on Eric's. Yeah, the single you know, white rose. Yeah, and you know, that's fine. Like she obviously connects more with Shelley. She's a little girl, so she yeah. connected more with, with the woman in the relationship sort of thing, you know? Yeah. Um, but then we see the crow land after she leaves, we see the crow land on Eric's um Man. grave. Crows are big. <laughs> yeah. Well that crow was big. He is, but we see that the crow essentially brings him back to life, which throws back to the story that the old wives tale that we hear at the start of yeah. sometimes the crow brings someone back. I love his resurrection scene where he's like oh. screaming the entire time he's getting up and like he's ripping his clothes off and because he's just, he doesn't know what's going on. It's like his mind isn't there. Well, well like I was going to say there, like when he's coming out, you see the grave opening up. You can actually see him open the coffin up. Yeah. It's like great, not, normally it? when you see people coming out of a resurrection, that's filmed from above. Yeah, looking at the ground. It's just a hand it, coming it, out yeah, of this. This soil, one, like... this one comes up. 
yeah and it's, it's like you're looking through his eyes yeah oh, it's a it's a great scene like they, yeah. a lot of the shots they do in this are just like genius um, what else they do really well is it's lashing rain yeah and like you see him walking but normally in these kind of movies you don't see him he is shivering yeah and what i like is that the crow is like leading him it's like here's some shoes here's yeah. you know and it, it leads him to back to the loft essentially Cli- because he climb up here yeah yeah it tells him where to go which is you know it's it's guiding him so that he can get his memories back because you see him when he's walking around he's just kind of screaming and ripping what is on him off like he has no idea of who he is or what he is yeah. like he's come yeah. back with no with nothing like yeah it's 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 very well shot yeah um, um in terms of like it's like him yeah as we said he's trying to get his memories back it's him trying to regenerate everything yeah the one thing that we do know is that when they got killed it was the night before their wedding day um yeah. and their wedding was going to be on halloween and the night before is called devil's night yeah um in this film so he's yeah. come back on devil's night here yeah um, and gets- which and which is another thing like this whole film is essentially just one day like yeah, one. Is it even a day? Is it just a night? It's it's basically the night time. Yeah. Yeah. But um, we see that you know Sarah goes off back onto the street and she rocks up next to the police, like up to the police officer, and he's eating a hot dog and he's like, "I'll buy you know if you want something." Again, I, she's just like, "Yeah, grand," because I'll get something to eat. Like, I I love that though. Like, your man, the the cop is there and he's there and he's like. Uh, put the mustard underneath. Like, yeah, just give, just give it to me. Yeah, and put more onions on that. Yeah. Yeah. Don't cheap out on the onions. Yeah, and but, she um, comes along and was like, "No onions." What do you mean no onions? <laughs> but uh, and like she has fair, the real. I don't blame her. She has the real, you know, like childish response of you know, like onions make you fat, and you're just like, what a childish response to why you don't want something like you know. But that's what she is, though. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what I mean. Like, she's not, you know, even though she has to be independent, she's still a child. Like, they yeah. they never deviate away from the fact that even though she's real independent and tries to be, you know, look after herself and be, you know, tough. Yeah, that, that's all I she is. Know. She is still just a child. She's probably only about twelve or thirteen. Yeah. Um. While all this is happening, T Bird and his boys are off blowing up some building. They're going to win and rob the arcade. Yeah, and then they're driving along. Yeah. Uh, and they're like, oh, the cop car, and they slow down as they drive by. But like, they jam on right behind them, yeah. and then yeah. drive by him, and then there's the big explosion, and he rushes yeah. the other way to go see what the explosion was. Call, call it in, Max. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, the T Bird and the boys go back off to um the pub now, and they're they're drinking bullets. Yeah, I'm not sure what that was about. Uh, is it initiation or something? No, because they're already they're all already a gang. Yeah, I don't really get. It's just like their thing of you know we're real hard sort of stuff, you know, I think. Uh, what happened? The stomach acid caused the bullet to... Explode, yeah. I, I don't really get it, but, like, that seems to be their thing, is that they're just like, yeah, this is it. Yeah, um, it's, it's strange. But Eric's back up in the apartment, and he's looking through the photos, and he's getting his memory back of what happened that night, which is, you know, she's attacked. Uh, he comes in while they're raping her, and then they beat yeah. him down, and they hold him up, shoot him in the back, and then throw them out the window yeah it's there's far too much of a rape scene in this for most liking yeah and they they like they don't ever show it actually happening but they show several flashbacks that are meant to be from her, her point her point yeah. of view of the lads yeah. above her and so it's so it's, it's very, grim it is grim like it's horrible stuff but like yeah. it does a good job of showing you how like bad these lads are yeah you know that they are real sick, sick focus, like. the very first part of that beat down scene you see them coming in and he's reading off a violation sheet that they've sent to obviously the housing authority or whatever that she has sent yeah yeah and that's why they come in and that's why they're coming in to try and teach her a lesson they didn't expect him to come back yeah so, so that means that their plan was to come in just rape her and to teach her a place. lesson wreck the place and leave and yeah. she'd live with the fact that that's what they'd done but because he came in they went a little bit further like yeah, well, again, this goes back to his character that he plays in loads of movies. He's yeah. just psychotic. Yeah, the whole thing is it's it's very, oh, it's 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 not a good image no. to be given, but it it does a very good job of setting up. Yeah, well, it shows the the nature of that they, gang. Yeah. yeah, like how scummy they are. So it is like it's needed, but it's uh, um, but then this is when we see him put on the face paint. He uses her like makeup and like rubs his hands together to put the 
I love I love just there. before that though where he he runs, goes to jump out the window, hangs on to it. Yeah. And he holds himself out and then he swings back in, his hands just heal. Yeah, you and just see the cuts heal up. So you now know he's kind of like he doesn't take damage. He's Wolverine now. Like if he takes damage, he heals up. Um yeah. but like yeah, he he rubs the face paint on him, he puts the the mask. Oh. It's essentially it's it's the mask that he had in the in the house already. It's like the generic acting mask sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but what I like, obviously, this look is then used later on in wrestling. Sting basically borrows the look from this. Like that's the crow. Yeah, I didn't Sting know. I didn't, yeah, I didn't know whether he came first or he picked no, it he from the comic first. or whatever. No, the, this film came out before Sting changed into, into the that. crow. Yeah, so it is. I think, as far as I know, it's from this. Yeah, well, but, I I'd, I'd, I'd always imagine, I knew it came from this. I just didn't know whether he got it from the comic or from the movie. Or... Oh, yeah, I suppose he could have got it from the comic. Um, I've never read the comic, so I don't know if the crow always fa- paints his face like this or if this was something that the film went with. I don't yeah. really know that. Yeah, um, I don't either. But th- we see that the crow is essentially Eric's eyes and it scouts for him. Yeah, so like this, there's a lot of movies that pay a bit to this as well. Mm. Like even the likes of Jeepers Creepers, where they maintain that the crows can see for them, and mm. um, they never actually see it in the movies. But yeah, it's always led that because they're always there first. Yeah, but in this one, we do yeah. see that he can see. Like it zooms in on his eye and then zooms out from the crow's eyes. So yeah, we do see brilliant. that. Um, which the crow shows him again, showing him where to go. Yeah, it's brilliant. It like the him and the crow, it gives us that you know they are interlinked. There is a connection there. Yeah. Um, and it brings them to where we see Tintin out in Tintin has just sold whatever he's happened to rob to this pawn shop. Yeah. Uh, um, and he's left. And this is where he bumps into the crowd just jumps off uh, this massive building into a lot of like rubbish and starts <laughs> laughing. And Tintin's like, what the hell is this? Uh, and then he's, you know, this is the, you see the fight scene break out and Tintin's like, he has the throwing knives and Eric is like, you remember last year? And he's like, I don't remember anything from last year and all this, you know, like I didn't do anything. I didn't kill anyone. Yeah. Um, and then he's like, yeah, you did. And he makes him remember. Yeah. So like when Eric walked in, he took the knife in the chest. Yeah. Straight away in the opening scene. Like, yeah. Um, and then he's like, "Uh Oh yeah. But like what I love here is that they get, they get into this fight scene and then, Tintin kind of looks like he's after getting the upper hand. Uh, and then he takes out the knives and he's like, I'd like you to meet two of my friends. They never miss. He throws the first one and the crow just ducks it. Throws the second one. He bats it away. Try harder. Throws the third one and he just catches it in his hands. Yeah. The, the, that's so good. That to me there was something that is that. Like the, the whole... Yeah, I think that is a, an homage to uh, his father, yeah. Who is, a, if you don't know, Bruce Lee... Yeah, Bruce Lee. Like, yeah, but he then, you know, he pins Tintin up against the the wall and kills him with all the knives. <laughs> About four hundred of them in his chest. Yeah, one in every artery. Now, I think the idea is that the knives are meant to look like a crow, but we don't get a clear shot of it. Yeah, I, I imagine that's what. It, well, yeah, I'd say so. But uh, we also do see that he's painted a big crow in blood there as yeah. well. <laughs> um, so it's he's made funny. sure that he's he's left his mark of what happened. Like um yeah. from there he goes into the, the pawn shop <laughs> and uh your man is just like, What are you doing here? He's just like, Listen, a ring. He, he is another character that plays the same thing in every movie. The sleazy pawn shop guy, yeah. Yeah. Is it Gino Polano or something his name is? Yeah, something like that. But he goes yeah. in and you know, he's like a ring was brought in here last year. Where is it? And takes one of the uh, weapons in the, like one of the knives in there, and sticks it in his hand into the desk. Oh no, that's all, that looks bad and everything. Yeah, it always looks bad, but what eventually. I, what, what I like here though is just before as he's going in, he knocks on the door and he's like, "Piss off, we're closed." Yeah. And he opens the shutters and he's banging on the door and he breaks it, and then he quotes Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah. Very good. Like when the when the raven comes tapping at your door or whatever. Yeah, not tap tap tapping at your door. Yeah, um, and he, he just stops because it's the crow, and I was like, well, it makes sense if it was called the raven. To yeah, it it's kind of a weird one where they're like, we want to get this quote in, but it doesn't really tie in exactly. Uh, yeah, so we'll they, just they put did, it in. They didn't. They didn't finish it. 
Yeah. Where but, it goes, um, quote the Raven nevermore, but I like that he's like, Where's the ring? So he eventually tells him where the ring is and he finds all of these other rings and he just takes them and he's just throwing them everywhere. Like he clearly doesn't care about the other ones. He just wants his one. Yeah. The one but, that he gave to um to Shelley. Do you know but, he has his eyes closed when he's doing it as well? Yeah. So he just feels feel, it. Yeah, the, like essentially the feeling of the ring will come back to him because yeah. he won't recognise it because his memory is still not fully there yet. Yeah. I, um, it's, it's a great little touch because he could have just had his eyes open and been looking. Yeah. But like but, for him to close his eyes and then be like, no, yeah. no, no. But when he goes back out, he's like, listen, you have two choices. You either die now or I'm going to walk out of here. And he's your man's just like, just take whatever you want, take whatever you want. And he pours gasoline everywhere. And then he, as he walks out of the shop, he picks up the guitar, which they don't ex- like expressly say is his guitar, but we learned that he was in a band later. So presumably it's the guitar that he stole from him. I don't, when... I don't know if it is. I think it's just a guitar. Like there's see, I... no, there's no nothing to it. Yeah. But see, that's the thing. They don't really mention it much, but, I think because they then mentioned that he was in a band later on, I'm kind of like, oh, is it meant to be his guitar that was stolen a year ago and just still happens to be there? It's not a big plot point, but it's just something that I was always like, oh, presumably it's, yeah, it's his. That's because he, why why else would he take the guitar? I don't know, because the way he had the feeling with the ring, like hmm. he's just walking out of the thing and just picks up the guitar. It's also the only guitar there, though. That's also true. Yeah, so I don't know. Like, th- there's no real reason for him to have the guitar other than the fact that he was a musician. So I always just assume it's his guitar. What I love here, though, as well, is where he has the shotgun. He loads it up with all the rings. Yeah, but that that's what I like. He comes out and he's just like, every one of these is a, a, life, is a, is a life you've ruined. And he's like, is that gasoline I smell? And then shoots the thing into it, which I don't know why it would set off this the gasoline, but it does. Sparks, um, maybe I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know, but it sets it off anyway. And your yeah. man happens to get out, and he walks off with the guitar and the, the <laughs> ring that he wanted. Um, yeah. but before he leaves, he does tell them he's like, "Listen, you tell T Bird and his friends that Eric I, Draven come. Eric Draven like, is coming for them, and they're dead. They just don't know it yet. Yeah, a death is coming for them. Uh, yeah, Eric, 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 uh, Eric Draven sends his regards. Yeah. But I like he walks out and you know the police officer's just there and he's just like freeze. <laughs> uh, no, he doesn't say freeze. He says stop right there, don't move, don't move. And he's oh like, yeah, so I, yeah. I, th- I thought the police always said freeze, and he's like, yeah, well I'm the police and I don't say that. I said don't move. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know he goes over and he's like, who are you? And he's like, he's just like, you know, he tells him he's like a year ago these people, this case, and then he looks away. And the crow is just gone. Yeah. And he's like, how do you lose a guy in open space? Yeah. But um, when that's happening, we see in this little dingy pub is where we see the rest of the T-Birds crew are all the in pit. here. Yeah, the pit. This is where they all are. And Fumboy is there with uh, Darla, who we yeah. then learn is Sarah's mother. Uh, yeah, um, that's, that's the one that was in Bad Boys. Yeah. But she goes up. The, her and Fumboy go up to her room after kind of just telling it's his Sarah, room or his room sorry and they just kind of tell Sarah like you know get out of here and she's like yeah I already had food a police officer bought it for me yeah and it just shows that like she just does not care about her daughter at all like she's she, a junk they're, ball. yeah they're all just junk like proper junkies like yeah uh, um, but like there she, they were like um they say something and she's like oh so she's working it's like no she's not charging them for that yeah so it tells you she's a hooker yeah, pretty much, yeah. Um, but when she walks out, uh, when when Sarah walks out to go onto the skateboard, she she goes to skate out, and a car comes. And uh, this, this is where we see this is a brilliant little scene. Though. Yeah, Eric just grabs her and she's like, "Hey, get off of me!" Um, and then she realizes, "Oh, this guy just saved my life." And she calls the driver a prick. Slow down, prick. Yeah, and Eric's just like he couldn't have slowed down and stuff. Um, but she's not look. He's not looking at her. And she's not looking at him. And yeah. she, she goes to get her skateboard. She's, she just says, I wish it would stop raining. It's more like uh, surfing. surfing surfing than skateboarding. And he yeah. just says to her, it can't rain all the time. And he's yeah. gone. And she she remembers, remembers the lyric. Of the song, yeah. Of one of his songs. She's like, Eric. And she turns around and he's gone. She knows then, though. Yeah, she knows then. And we see... Um, 
we see Janelle back in the police station. He's like, uh, can you just bring, just bring me those right? Bring me those files, and he starts coloring in the picture on Eric's oh, face. Yeah. I'm so surprised. he now know, Yeah. So he now knows as well, and he's like, oh, he's Something like, not right here. <laughs> he's like, but Eric's dead. Definitely, definitely, Eric is dead. Um, which I I think it's great that you know these two people like Officer, uh, Albrecht and Sarah know that he's back, but neither of them are certain. They're both like. Yeah. It appears to be him, but yeah. how he's well, dead. Sarah, Sarah can never say it appears to be him because she hasn't seen him yet. She just no, but yeah, the, the lyric of the song, yeah. yeah. Um, but the next thing is that you know, from like the crow ends up in Fun Boy's room, and that you see them just before this shooting up with them, what they say is morphine, yeah. They yeah, well, say that, that a little bit later it, in the scene. It's, like, it's led morphine. to it's led to look make it look like heroin, but yeah, it's morphine. They do mention that it is morphine. Yeah. Um, but he he's in the room, and you know, fun boy is like, "What the hell are you doing here?" and stuff. And you know, he's, I, he's high as a kite, and he's just I, like, "Whoa, what's all this over?" I love this though, where the two of them are like eating the face off each other, and the board comes in. She's like, "There's a big board over there." Yeah, he's like, "Hey, get out of here, bird!" <laughs> and then he comes in the other window. Yeah, um, but I, I like that he walks forward and, you know, Funboy pulls out the gun and he just puts the hand out. He's like, yeah. take your shot, you can't miss. Right. He shoots and Eric like, screams and like holding his hand and then he holds it back up and it just yeah. uh, heals back up. I love that just... the way he's like, he's like this looking through the hole yeah. and it just heals and you're like, oh no. But uh, I like the Funboy is like, oh shit. So he, he keeps shooting the gun and eventually shoots himself in the leg somehow. Um, I don't know. And I like because Eric, Eric not knock it down. Yeah, he goes to shoot Eric. And Eric knocks it down and shoots yeah. him in the leg. But I like that Darla runs into the bathroom here and just hides. And, and the fun boy is like on the bed and he's like, "Oh man, you've ruined my sheets!" Like, <laughs> man, how high are you that you're more concerned about that? Like, there's some blood on your sheets. Well, he probably you've been he probably, shot in the leg. He probably wouldn't be able to feel it. Uh, he feels Morphe, it enough. Morphe, yeah, Morphe but he feels it enough to pass out as well. Well, there is that too, yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of like, why are you so concerned about those sheets, man? The rest of your room's a kip anyway. Them, them's be hundred tread count sheets. <laughs> but he he drags he drags him into the he, he drags one boy in. He wants to wake him up, so he puts him into the shower. Yeah. Um, but he sees Darla sitting over in the corner, and he picks her up. She has brings, the cutro. Yeah, but he brings her to the the mirror, and he holds her there, and then holds her arm, and he's like. This this stuff is bad for you. You have a daughter out on the streets. He knows who she is. Yeah, but you see the the morphine coming out of her arm, which is a yeah. great scene. Like you see it like, I, pumping is, out of her. Is that is that him doing it, or is that just? No, it's him doing it. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I always thought. Was it, like, is that him just somehow getting it out? No, it's like it's a power that he has that he's able yeah. to push it out. It, yeah. it does the same with the smokes as well. Yeah, but. Uh, then he tells her, you know, get out of here. She leaves. And she's like, you know, she's not dressed fully. Yeah. And she just grabs whatever she can and just runs. Um, yeah. And everyone downstairs, you know, gives her a, oh, look at this one. Well, at this stage, the pawn shop owner's downstairs drinking. Yeah. And we and see the right-hand man of... Um, Grange. Yeah, Grange come in. And he's the right-hand man of uh, Top Dollar. Do you know who Grange is? No. Tony Todd. Who played What's the Candyman. That's what he's from. I knew I recognized him from something, but I was just like, I can't yeah. picture him. He's a, or I can't he's pin a, him. Like he's a renowned horror actor. Like yeah, same as Robert Englund and, and the likes of Kane Hodder and whatnot. Yeah, I knew. I noticed it as soon as I seen him. I was like, motherfucker. But uh, yeah, he's downstairs with the what? yeah the, the guy who owns the the pawn shop, and he's like, what happened? And the pawn shop guy's like, some guy came in and blew up my shop. Yeah. Um, blew away but half then, my shit. <laughs> But he sees her running down and he's like, right, I'm going upstairs to see what this is all about. And yeah, he walks upstairs I, and Funboy is on the ground with uh, all the needles in his chest. But as yeah. you see the first needle going into his chest, he's like, you're wasting it, man. Like his main concern is that the morphine is being wasted. Yeah. And again, it's all in his chest and there's a little bird outlined on his chest in blood. Yeah, it's brilliant. But I like that the crow sits on the windowsill, like that Eric sits on the windowsill for long yeah. enough for your man to come up and he goes, See you later. Winks and just disappears. Yeah, it's quality. And then like he walks over and looks down. And he's like, "Yeah." And then they go back and he's like, "He just disappeared off a four-story window." Yeah. The only thing, like we we kind of skipped over the fact that we seen Top Dollar a little bit before this up in his office. Do, do you think he looks like Val Kilmer? 
yes, he does. But it's not Val Kilmer. I keep, yeah, I thought the same when I watched it. I was like, it's not Val Kilmer. And I was like, no, it's not Val Kilmer. It's definitely yeah. not Val Kilmer. I can't um, think of the actor's name, but it's not th- Val th- Kilmer. This whole scene is very weird um, because it's his sister that's up there with him. Oh, yeah. But he's, 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 he's like, it's my father's daughter. daughter. But, but like, they're not a couple. They're just like really weird. No, they are. Well, they are a couple because they were kissing in one of the scenes. Yeah, it's it's weird. Like, but they are and they aren't sort of thing. Like, they're eating eyeballs and everything. Like, they're just yeah. weird. Pure incest. Yeah, but like even the whole like she p- takes out the eyeballs of uh, of the whatever girl was up there that they killed. Yeah, it's just I... they're weird. Um, but yeah, that's who the the main boss is in this whole thing. Everyone reports back to him. He runs the city essentially. Yeah, he is essentially the kingpin. Yeah, but once once he's killed, uh, fun boy Eric goes and visits, uh, goes and visits the house of uh, Albrecht, and he's like, yes, he just appears in the door. Yeah, and he's like, shit, what are you, what the hell are you doing? And he shouts freeze. He shouts freeze at Albrecht when Albrecht has his back to him, and Albrecht turns around and he's like, you. And he's like. Oh. Thought you were dead, and he's like, uh, I came back. You've still got he, your hat on. Still got your hat on, and he's like, Oh, yeah, <laughs> takes it off. That's such a good little joke. Like, he's in his jocks, <laughs> yeah. But, um, he goes up and he's like, This, what happened to Shelly? And he's like, She was in intensive care for 30 hours, and you know, her body just couldn't hang on. Her body couldn't hang on, and then he goes over and he puts his hands on a his head and he takes the memories I, lo- I like this though because he's like oh here you can read the file and he doesn't he just goes over and takes the memory yeah. from his head yeah and you know he's like you stayed the entire time with her and he's yeah. like yeah like 30 hours and you're like man that's 30 hours like you've stayed there for 30 hours well I know he needed that he needed her to come through to pin something on them he does but still he's like you know 30 hours you'd, you'd have a police officer there but you're not going to have the like the same one there for 30 yeah. hours but Alderic, Albrecht insists that he stays there sort of thing. You're just like, oh, this is a really good guy. Like, Yeah, he seems like a top-end bloke. Yeah, but um, from there, you know, he now knows what happened to Shelley. Um, he, and he knows who's done it. <laughs> he, well, I think he kind of knew who, who had done it, but uh, he goes after the next victim, which is T-Bird, who yeah. um, you're led to believe is the leader of this little gang. They have him and the two lads, the last two lads have a weird fucking uh, dynamic dance thing. Well, they, no, they all do it at one point, the fire it up thing. Yeah, but the two of them do it and they're exceptionally close to each other's face. Like, yeah, well, when the four of them do it in the pub, they're all quite close to each other when they had the guns beside each other as well. Yeah. Um, so, like, it's it's obviously just their little, you know, like pre, like pre raid and get hyped up. Yeah, like it's what they do to get hyped up. Um, but he sends he sends Skank in. He's like, go in and buy road beers and cigarettes. Like, and he as he goes, that. if that's not the most Irish thing you'll ever hear, yeah, go and buy road beers. Yeah, but when he gets in the car to like start the car up for when Skank comes out, uh, but in the back of the car is the crow, and he's like, just drive. Right. I love um, that they have the neon lights and all under the yeah. car. What I love is that he drives and he's like go faster so they're up to like a hundred that'd be miles an hour so yeah it's 100, 150 160 yeah it's 100 miles an hour or whatever and then the police are like chasing him but uh <laughs> i Skank, love this though i Skank love is like hey you left out me runs out and some lad hits him with a car and he's like hey you just have to wreck my car and you're like i man you just hit that guy with your car i don't know if you should be complaining too much here <laughs> yeah oh, I love he, he steals where, that I love... car and he starts chasing the police who are chasing uh like T uh, bird like where they fly by the police and your man's opened his coffee lid yeah and he turns out and your man tears off and yeah. he spills all over spills like, oh. all yeah but they're chasing around and then eventually um you know the cop the the police get cut off by the fact that um skank is following them well skank like pulls out in front of them and they yeah. crash into him and he crawls out of the wreckage of the car and follows on foot you have to wonder how that man isn't dead like he got smashed by a car because he's a junk ball he can't feel anything at yeah, all but still something has to be broken yeah but he you can see it like his arm is all broken and hanging off and all he just doesn't care he's just, just following he's like where's where's t-bird going oh, man t-bird, t-bird. um but i like that he he gets there just in time and we get to see t like the crow eric like standing there 
and T-Bird's looking at him and he's like, yeah, yeah, I recognize you a year ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, but, but you're, you're dead. dead. We threw you out the window, man. And then, it, like, but like it you felt- see him like trying to rationalize and like worm his way out of it. Like, yeah, as we said dead, before, he's just such a wormy little guy. Like, the dead, the dead don't come back. Yeah. You um, can't be, you can't be real. You can't be real. Yeah. But like, you see it then and you, you can see the whimpering starting to come in. Like, we've, we've seen it in other movies. Yeah. He's a coward. He's like, he's in. just real cowardly, whimpery little scalded then, dog. It, like, it was like he realized what's going to happen here. Yeah. Well, he's like strapped into the car and everything, like duct tape around the head and everything. And he puts the, like explosive between your man's legs and it sets the car off it goes and yeah. uh off the edge of the pier and then blows up just off the pier yeah and then we get this big the big again he leaves his mark the bird uh, this is the best one the the crow in the big flames it's just it's yeah. so good like it's been used by an awful lot actually you think about it they use it in the punisher as well yeah when, when they blow up the cars and, and you see it in so many movies now I, I don't think this is the first one to do it but yeah, but it I did this to me is just that's just one of the best scenes in this. Um, yeah. But while all this is happening, um, the if they've gone to check his grave and they see that there's a you know the grave is empty. There's a yeah. big sinkhole essentially where the grave was. That's where Grange goes out. Yeah, Grange goes out to check it, and he's like, "Yeah, it's it's empty." Um, and at this time we see uh, Skank go back to Top Dollar, and he's Look like. At- I love how his name is Top Dollar. Yeah, Top Dollar. And he's like, I saw him, like it was him and you know he like he killed T Bird and you know that like he's in bits and Top Dollar's just like maybe we should just record this and play it in slow motion because he's just like rambling on and just shite man. Like he did this and then he takes a drink and he's like, Oh T Bird, fire it up, fire it up. And they're just like, man, what the fuck is wrong with this? Skank is juiced out of his brain here. Yeah. Have you ever seen like if you look up a picture of him? Uh, now, like he looks like such a like a little ski ball and that he's like a real clean cut looking guy. You're just like, I, man, I don't, I don't even know who he is, but that he plays this part very yeah. well. I I only know because I looked him up as the cast member. I was like, who is he? I was like, has he been in anything else? And he's just like, he just looks like a real like generic sort of person. He doesn't look like the little ski ball that he is in this. Like, <laughs> um, but they they find out that you know he's being hunted. They're like, he's coming for me. He like yeah. I'm the one he wants. And Top Dollar is like keep keep him here because we, we have to go to our big meeting now and have been it anyway it's like don't don't let him leave we can use him i love how the grain sits between them or sits yeah. on the table and puts them between his legs yeah just like holds them there um but while that is happening eric has gone back to the apartment and he's burning all the pictures of um of his past life essentially you know yeah um but sarah so- manages to sneak her way up like, and there's no to, one there except the cat. To me, there like uh like that building with a whole lot of junkies being around, that building would have been opened up. Oh yeah, yeah. Um well you see all the police tape and stuff is still there, so you're you're guessing that maybe the police are constantly going back to check it, but uh, maybe, yeah. Yeah. But Sarah manages to break in anyway, and she goes up and she knows he's there. Yeah. Um and she does it very well. She's like, obviously no one cares. Yeah, like she eventually decides, like, oh, I thought you cared, and goes to walk away, and then he's at the window, and he's like, I do care. This is a quality scene because the light comes through the window, and you just see his shadow on the wall. Yeah, in the circle, like the Batman shadow. Yeah, but he says, like, I do care. She turns around and runs up to him, and the next time we see her is, she's back at the same hot dog vendor van, with a good old Max. Yeah, with Albrecht, and he, she's just like, I can't. She's like, you wouldn't believe me, and he's like, well, that would make two of us. Well, we did, we did skip over a bit, actually. I, I know, yeah. Well, but like she, like this is her, like the next time we see her is with him, and oh, she's yeah, telling yeah. him, like, you wouldn't believe me, and he's like, I'm the same. I don't think you'll believe me. Yeah, and, he's and like, they discuss like someone. That, yeah, and he's like, it's someone that appears to be Eric, and she's like, Eric said he can't be my friend anymore because he's not alive. Yeah. Um, which shows, you know, the why Eric was hiding from her in the first place. It wasn't that he ever didn't care. It was he that he was like, I don't want to her. give her the false hope that I'm back. Yeah. Um, and then he has to explain to her, like, he's not back for her. Yeah, it's, he's back for one thing. Yeah. And he's like, I can't be your friend, which is, you know, like he was trying to protect her, but like 
realizes eventually that like she needs to she needs to know that he did care like yeah like the other thing that we missed was where she wakes up in the bed and her ma's there cooking her breakfast yeah the... so she's taken she's taken eric's advice and cleaned herself up yeah yeah and she's like well what happened to you last night she's like, like oh, why do you care darla <laughs> yeah i don't like that <laughs> Yeah, but you can kind of see where it comes from that she's oh, like, yeah, she's... you know, you're not my mum. Like, you've never looked after me. Yeah, and now she's, like, she looks a lot better in, the, in that scene. Yeah, but like, after, you know, when Darla looks like she's like, oh, I was never good at this mum shit. She's like, no, I will give her a second chance. And she's like, yeah. I like them over easy, mum. I don't know what that means. <laughs> it's just a way of cooking eggs. Um, I don't but, eggs, so. Yeah, it's just a way of cooking eggs. But it, I, I like that scene is that, like, you know, the family has been Reborn. fixed maybe not fixed permanently but at least an attempt at fixing it which is what eric tried to do originally that was going to be his thing for her because he knew he was never going to go and talk to her yeah that's why he done it yeah Um, yeah, it's like it's like he's thinking about everything he is thinking about her but he's like she's not my main target like she's not the main reason i'm back but he's like since i am back i'll try and make life better for her yeah as you Um, would yeah so like he always did care but like that's why he didn't come when she first went into the apartment. Like, yeah. yeah. So I well, like that the whole time it's never like he ever pretends he didn't care. Yeah, it's it's him trying to hide so that she won't get false hope. Really. Yeah, exactly. But um, the next thing we see is you know there's this big criminal meeting with all the, the presumably the big shots in town, uh, and Top Dollar is at the head of the table and he's telling them like this whole lighting things on fire has become an institution. Yeah. Um, Devil's uh, Night. Yeah, he's like, Devil's Night is now just something that everyone does. And he's like, I'm sick of it. We need to do something big. Like, What was it? You can buy Devil's Night cereal and all. You can buy like a Devil's Night like postcards and stuff. And he was like, it's, it's, I don't like it. We need to do something big. And he was like, I was the one who started this whole thing. Uh, Like, so he started Devil's Night, this whole idea of, you know, burning shit down the night before Halloween. Um, yes. So he's, a, you know, you can see that he's like the head on Chile. Um, But this is when Eric dives in the door or like the window and just like pops himself up on the table with his legs crossed. And he's like, that's, that's another just big want him. infamous scene in this from if you ask anyone anything from the crowd, what's the scene you remember him sitting on the table? Yeah, but I love that he's just like, I just want him. And you're just like, yeah, okay. Like, he's just some little skee-ball. Have him. No, well, he's like, you can't have him. Yeah, but like, you think they'd all just be like, yeah, all right, he's just some little skee-ball. Like, just take him. What the fuck does he matter to us? Like, he's just some yeah. junkie. Like, but uh, top dollar is like, no, you can't have him. And he's like, well, fair enough. And shit goes down. They they all start firing at him. And then he falls <laughs> off the table. And top dollar's like, well, I bet that hurt. And one of them goes to check and he's like, uh, his body's <laughs> not here and he gets dragged under the table and this yeah. whole like fight scene just goes on and he you know he's completely invincible like he'll take the wounds but just it's keeps a, moving through it's them. a little bit mental this one yeah and see like if this was wasn't some sort of superhero film where you know he doesn't feel pain and it doesn't slow him down you'd be like this is way too over the top but it's the fact that they've given the premise of he just heals through it yeah. so why would he care like even when he shot him in the hand, you can tell the scream was fake. Yeah, exactly. Um, like none of it matters to him. Yeah, it, it, it's essentially a ghost yeah. to an extent. Yeah, but I love that Like he just goes around and he just, you know, he just batters them all. Like, And he's just like, you're all going to die. He tells them, like, you're all dead. Pretty much. Uh, yeah, he, off kills, he, goes. he kills all of them until like he's left to just him and uh, Skank, who's hidden under the table. I love this. He pushes the sword down. A skank comes out and he has him and he's like, I'm going to kill you, skank. And he's like, I'm not skank. Skank's over there. Skank dead. And he's like, no, you're skank. And I throws him out the window. Like, I love how your man tries to worm out of it. Like, It's a pretty poor death scene, really. I know he's just killed about 200 people, but yeah. um, But like, theoretically, he's the last person that inflicted a wound on your wife or wife to bees. It is, but it's also it's poetic because he gets thrown out the window. Yeah, yeah, no, I understand so it's, that. Bit. It's you know, it's to throw, it's to like say, well, I was thrown out the window, so I'm going to throw you out the window. So obviously, Skank is the one who threw him out the window. Or 
well, the, the, the whole lot of them did, but in whatever way, he's like, one of you is getting thrown out of a window. Yeah, like they, he could have started cutting them up or whatever before yeah. killing them. But... Yeah, but he throws them out the window and then, you know, we kind of think that's it all over. And he, he starts to head back to his grave and he's like, my work's done, I'm finished, heads back to his grave. And when he gets there, um, Sarah is asleep on the grave of Shelley. Yeah, she's real weird at that. I mean, you know, she's like, these are the people that she essentially viewed as parents, and she's, you know, yeah. it's again, it's all quite weird because this is all one night that this is kind of happening over. Maybe it blends into a second night. I don't really know. Yeah, you don't find out really. You don't might, really find it, out. It, it might have come back. Well, no, if it's one year after, so he died on Devil's Night. Yeah, so I think he comes back, and originally it's on Devil's Night. It might bleed into Halloween, but then at the same point, uh, Top Dollar is like, this place should be in flames by now. So you're still on Devil's Night. It's the timeline's kind of a little bit she, messed. Yeah, she's kind of fallen asleep at home, but then woken up, and your her mother's making breakfast, which means it is the next day. But how can so, it be the next day? Unless, unless still... she's came back the day before Devil's Night. Possibly, yeah. It's it's kind of it's a it's a bit all over. Like they don't do great in the timeline of it, but it's it's fine. It's something you can overlook quite easily. Yeah. Um, but she's she's lying down on the grave, and he comes over, and she's like, "I needed to say." goodbye and he he takes the ring and he it's on a chain and he gives it to her and he's like i once gave this to to shelly and i think she'd want you to have it and your one's like i'll never i'll never take it off so he's ready to you know that lasts a long time yeah but he's ready to you know like he's ready to to go so he sits down at his grave with his hand on her her headstone and sarah goes to walk home and then gets kidnapped (laughs) Like Grange. Yeah, Grange. And now the top dollar and his weird sister have like, she said, you know, that that bird is where his power comes from. If you kill the bird, then he's no longer invincible. I have to wonder how she knows that. Yeah, it's just kind of the sort of thing of, you know, like presumably she listens to all of these old wives' tales and legends and then just knows it from that sort of thing. Like she has an Asian look about her, so maybe it's coming from something that they believe... Possibly, but it's kind of just, you know, the sort of thing that, you know, people who read into all of that and believe in all of that. Like, you hear her loads of times saying that, like, you know, the eyes are the windows to the soul. And, like, she clearly believes in all of that kind of mythical stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it might just be something that she just has in her head that could have been true and could have been wrong, but happens to have been true, you know? Yeah. Um, But they kidnap her, and he hears her scream, and then you see the crow's eye sees her, sees Sarah getting taken away. Yeah. So and he he's... goes to chase and it's into this uh, church. So I'd say that's obviously where he had the funeral, their funeral was, because they're buried beside it. Yeah, they're buried beside that church, so presumably that's where their funeral and everything is. But he goes in, and uh, the crow is on his shoulder originally, and then it jumps down onto uh, just like one of the seats. Yeah. And we see Grange with the, the laser pointer, and he originally has it on Eric's back. And then when the crow lands on the opposite seat, he switches it and shoots the crow. Yeah. Um, pure badness here. Yeah. But then we see, you know, Top Dollar comes out and shoots Eric. And Eric presumably thinks, oh, it's fine. I'm just going to heal. But then realizes that he doesn't. And he's like, oh, shit. Yeah. And he um, just goes down the loop. He goes down and like gets battered around here a bit. And we see um, the sister tying Sarah up, up above. Yeah, it's it's all weird. Like yeah, and then this is well, uh, Albrecht shows up and starts firing off shots. You have to wonder how he knew where they were. Now, I imagine it was just him going to the grave. I think he's on his way to the grave, and then he starts hearing gunshots. Right. Um. But yeah, he starts firing shots off, and he kills. He eventually kills Grange up on the. Yeah. The palpa. Uh, Albrecht here is, is badass with his two handguns. Yeah, he eventually gets the, the shots off, but um, while all this is happening, the sister kind of runs down and grabs the crow and runs yeah. back upstairs with her. Uh, runs back upstairs with the crow. Um, and Top Dollar has gone up the stairs as well. Um, and Albrecht goes over to Eric and he's like, okay, I got an idea. We go up, you stand in front of me and then you take all the bullets because you're invincible. And then when they run out of bullets, I'll shoot them. And he's like, I will arrest them. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, that's a great plan. There's just one flaw and takes his hand away from his shoulder and there's all blood. And he's like, oh, 
Christ. I was like, right, well, it looks like you do need my help then. Let's go. This, uh, this lasts so long. <laughs> yeah. But as he's gone up the stairs, what I love here is he's gone up the stairs and, you know, your one's holding the crow and she's like, we're going to steal your power. And then the crow just pecks out her eyes, which yeah. is great because, you know, prior to this, she's talked loads about, you know, she's cut out. Eyes the other person's eyes and then when she has Sarah there she's like her eyes are full of innocence and you can see that her plan is to cut out her eyes as well yeah she's real weird for that isn't she? yeah exactly but that's my that's that's kind of what I was saying like she believes in all of this you know eyes are the soul are like windows of the soul and stuff like that so it doesn't surprise me that she believes that the crow is the power you know, that she knows that old wives tale and then believes that that's the reason that he has this power um but she falls down and uh, I love how she hangs onto the rope first and then just falls. Yeah, just crashes down in front of uh, in front of like just in the middle of nowhere. Um, she gets shot. She crashes down in front uh, past um Albrecht. Albrecht, who's on the floor because he went in front of the crow and took. He went in front of time. Eric and took a shot. So he's just sitting there. So Eric continues up and follows up to find Top Dollar on the top of the roof with um with Sarah with Sarah and he's like now listen just let her go and you can kill me like I won't fight back and uh, Top Dollar kind of like throws her to the side um, and then decides he's going to kill Eric uh, who then decides he's just going to fight back here um, so they Snake, have this big snaky son bitch isn't he yeah well they have this they have this big fight scene where you know they're on top of, it's a great looking fight scene like on top of the church where like they, one of them gets knocked slightly to the side they have to like cr- like scramble back up and yeah, he takes a, the, the the antenna the, it, it's not an antenna though it's like it's a it's something like it's like a cross but it's not a cross sort of thing up on top of the church and he's like fighting them with that as a sword fight like and he also it also strikes electricity onto it doesn't it like strike a light and hits it yeah um, and like, and, yeah they're just battering each other up here and then eventually the two swords kind of get knocked away and it looks like Top Dollar is about to, you know, win the fight and he goes, I've got something for you. I've held onto it for too long. And he just grabs him by the head and he goes, 30, uh, 30 hours of pain all at once, which, you know, if you were being given that, Jesus, uh, which, you know, makes Top Dollar fall and he falls off the roof and gets impaled, skewed, impaled on something. The gargoyle. Yeah. And I love got... this though, the gargoyle. You see the water because it's raining. Yeah. The water turns to blood and it's just pouring out the mouth. Yeah, what I like here is that the ring kind of falls out of his like pocket thing as well and falls yeah. into the ground. But you see the crow sees the ring. It goes and gets it. It doesn't show you the crow going and get it, but you just see that the crow sees it. Yeah, well, shiny. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is happening though. Eric obviously picks Sarah back up, goes down, and he uh, sits down beside Albrecht, and Albrecht like, "Get me a smoke." Oh. So they give him a smoke, and he takes one drag of it, spits it out, and goes, "That's it. If I survive this, I'm quitting." <laughs> yeah, this is where we've seen him do it with Darla earlier. Yeah. Because he lights the smoke and takes a drag, so he's obviously done something to it. Yeah, he's like, Ugh. "Right, that's it. I'm quitting." <laughs> Yeah. Um. But I like this, and then you know, th- that's kind of the end scene. Everyone gets taken out. Uh, the uh, police show up, save everyone. Um. I love here though. Eric turns around to to Sarah and is like, "Stay with him until help comes." Yeah, and then he goes are, back to the grave. Are you dead? <laughs> yeah, but I I like that he goes back to the grave here, and then you know, uh, Shelley comes back to, you know, give him like to bring him, him. Yeah, like to bring him back to, to peace. Like. Yeah. Um, is, and his grave is covered again after this. It's like it never happened. Yeah, it's just killed about 20 or 30 people. And... Yeah, um, but I, I like that, that they're like, you know, there's still a mystic to it. They're at peace now, though. Yeah, and when when Sarah shows back up, the crow is sitting there with the, with the, the ring, ring in the hand. She puts her hand out, and it just drops the, the ring into her hand. And Thanks. Thanks for that. And then off she goes. Um, just... It's such a good film, like overall, um, and it's such a shame, like as we said, that he he died in the filming of it because based on this, it looked like he could have been a huge, at least action star. Whether he would have gone into more serious roles or not, he looked dead set to be a big star. Well, like according to like I was looking it up today uh, before I watched it, um, 
like according to a lot of reports, was they were tipping him to be a huge star. Yeah, and I think he would have been based on. No, this I think a lot least. of it would have gone off his dad's name to get into the likes of this. Mm. But you need to get a break somewhere. You get your break somewhere, and like, okay, yeah, he gets in on his dad's name, but he his acting in this brilliant. Yeah. Um. Obviously, unfortunately, what happened to him on the set was yeah. an absolute joke. Yeah, I don't know how. And like an actual bullet was in one of those guns. Like, was it not? Was it not that it was a full clip? Was that not the case? Was that not like I read a report that it said? So obviously they're putting blanks in the guns when they were shooting at him, mm. and it turned out to be a real bullet. They hit him and hit an artery, and he, he bled out. Yeah. Like. But one of the reports said that the whole clip was was a full one, not just one bullet. Because if it was one bullet, someone has has intently placed it there. Even if it's a full clip, someone's intentionally placed it there. No, but like that could have came as a mistake from, say, the factory. Do you mean they've sent out the wrong thing, or because no, no one was ever done for it? Yeah, well, I suppose. Yeah, it's just something that, like, I suppose they'll never know. It seems it was a freak accident. Yeah, um, but like, even if it's just one bullet, like, did the factory send out one bullet incorrectly as well as something that you could say the same thing, you know? Yeah, well, Um, like, it's just that's all just. But, yeah, but one thing is that he died before they finished filming. So a lot of this film is actually done with using previous scenes of him superimposed into other scenes, which is amazing for, considering this was done in 1994. I thought I thought he dies just before the his last couple of scenes. Yeah, uh, which were scenes. which were actually the start of the movie. It's the last couple of scenes aren't done, but because they still have to do those first couple of scenes like they still had a couple of scenes left to do so yeah. all of those bits are done based off stuff he'd already filmed which is oh, incredible right, yeah. yeah like that's incredibly like that they had that they managed to do that based yeah. on previous stuff he'd uh he'd done for the film um, it's, it's it's a strange one like i know there's certain movies in 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 terms that have come out and people have like oh there's bad things and there's bad bad almonds on them like this obviously has one that the main actor died, mm. The Almond, The Exorcist. Yeah. There are certain movies that get made and bad things just keep happening. Yeah, well, I think the thing with this one was more that his dad died at the same he died at the same age that his dad died at. Yeah. Was it, the it, was the big it, thing here. His dad his dad was a strange one as well. That when he passed yeah. away, like he got a headache, took aspirin, went to bed, and that was it. Like Yeah. But yeah without all the morbid stuff of unfortunate passing away like this film is just it stands the test of time it's so so good like it's phenomenal as an anti-hero or whatever superhero type film that you want to call it like it's you know it's just done so so well and like they make it gritty oh it's dark (laughs) yeah like they make it gritty so they're like you really hate these lads so you don't feel any like sadness for these lads getting stabbed and cut up and blown up or anything like like the casting and the director, the director and the casting manager obviously knew that they needed somebody that was Weasley and, and thing. And yeah, what do you do? I'm going to look, go straight to my phone book, David Thomas Kelly. Yeah. There you go. But not even him, just like that. All the other actors, they do it so well. Like Tintin does it so well. Funboy plays his part of being like. Skank. Skank, like Skank, Skank does his one brilliantly, but Funboy plays the part of being like a, a morphine addict. Yeah, um, really well as well, and stuff like that. The whole thing is just done so so well. Yeah, the, like I can see why, but like I'm surprised that the critics have given it as high a rating as yeah. 83, um, especially for the type of movie that it is. But it's well deserved. Yeah, it is. It's like I, as I said, like I had I hadn't again I hadn't watched this in quite a while, but um, well, I say quite a while. It's probably been three or four years since i'd watched it oh it's been a lot longer for me yeah no it's, it's about three or four years I, I watched it three or four years ago because i have it on dvd and i happened to be looking for something to watch and i was like jeez i haven't watched that in ages throw that on <laughs> that's um, that's the best thing about this show though it brings you back to watching movies and you're like yeah but like, yeah it's just it's, oh it's incredible and like as you said like some scenes are just so iconic like the one behind me one where he's sitting on the, um, the table the table just so much of it is just so so even good. the name though the crow, uh, yeah. like, no, not even the crow. Like Eric Draven, like a lot of movie fans. If you say to someone who's Eric Draven, they'll know who it is. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 just done. The whole thing is just done so well. It's it's so unfortunate that 
and I, you know. I think I think we would have been getting like he, he had signed on to do trade him. Yeah. See, I the one thing is that I kind of have a problem with there is that why would he be brought back again? Um, he's already righted the wrong that he'd passed away for. The idea was that the the crowd would be brought back to help other people. Yeah. Um, but you know, whatever. I it would have been interesting to see where they went with it. But um, we didn't as get a, that. Yeah, we didn't get it, and maybe for the better, we didn't get it. You know. Not for the right reasons, but not for the right reasons, but maybe for the better because it might yeah. have hurt the series or whatever. Um, but the, as a standalone film, absolutely incredible. One of the one of the better action films of the nineties, probably of pure action. Yeah, because it's, there's not a lot in it that doesn't like. He goes from blowing up the pawn shop to killing, or from killing Tintin to blowing up the pawn shop. To, yeah, to fun boy to to T yeah. bird, but like when you think of nineties action. A lot of the '90s action is Will Smith comedy actions and Lethal Weapon. A Lethal Weapon, like the original Lethal Weapon, is the '80s as well. Yeah, but two, three, and yeah, they are. Four, but like, you know, yeah, but like a lot of '90s action is quite comedy action and things like that. Whereas yeah. this is, there's no comedy in this. Like, no, not at all. Apart um, from maybe, maybe the some of the acting that you could have a laugh with 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 Skank. Yeah, but that's not meant to, you know, it's not meant to be funny. It just happens to be funny sort of thing. Yeah. When you look at it, you're like, that's kind of funny. But um, for, well, that's it for this week. And we'll see you again for the next film in Action August. But uh, until then, good luck. Good luck.